0: especially as a woman. These highly successful women will share strategies and insights, including what not to do and what it takes to win. And now here's your host, Jennifer Justice.
1: Hi, everyone. Welcome to this episode of Taking Care of a Lady Business. I'm Jennifer Justice. Today, we have the wonderful Colette Cortian. Did I say that properly? Yes, you did. Amazing. She's the CEO and founder of Joy Lux Inc. Mm -hmm. Welcome, Colette. Thank you for coming on. Thank you, Jennifer, for having me. I always love talking to you. (laughs) Oh, good. I'm glad. And so let's first start by telling everybody what Joy Lux is, and then we'll get into a, a little bit more about how you got here.
0: Absolutely. So Joylex, we are a menopausal company um, that has developed a suite of products that help women as they're going through life's major change of uh, menopause. Our hero product, though, is um, the world's first uh, home use device that uses red light therapy to treat The uh, common vaginal health issues that women deal with, which is uh, incontinence, vaginal dryness, uh, pain with intercourse. So these issues happen a lot as women lose estrogen and the, the whole structure of their vagina changes. And so what we're doing with this wonderful red light therapy is rebuilding the collagen elastin in the tissue down there and helping women kind of get back what their body was like before going through menopause. So menopause is
1: this crazy subject that, it's not crazy, it's a subject that everyone, every woman goes through, would be lucky enough to go through, uh, you know, right? if you're not, then you're, you're not <laughs> around you're for <laughs> it. Yes, exactly. And it was always seen as this like dirty hush word, you know what I mean? We don't talk about it. And we're seeing more and more from Naomi Watts starting her company, you know, Joylux, like other brands and people like willing to stand, you know, to go for it, come forward about it. Because I even found that even doctors don't really talk about it that much or know that much about it.
0: Shockingly, less than 10% of OBGYNs, and that's the doctor you would think would be most prepared to talk about menopause less than 10% have any formal training or education on the topic of menopause. So they're really ill-informed, believe it or not, as a doctor to even help women as they're going through this change.
1: Right. And again, every single woman will go through this change.
0: Every single woman. (laughs) Right. So let's start
1: with why you built this company like how did you get here because i think this overall topic is just so huge i want to get i want to you know do the proper build-up first um so like briefly tell us how you did this and then let's let's really get into it
0: well it comes from a place of personal passion which i think is great for any uh company uh founder is because we're i personally am very um uh, you, you know, this it impacted my health and that's what made me start it. So it started when I got pregnant with my son. Um, I was what they called a geriatric mother. Yes. <laughs> I was very old. <laughs> so, which, by, by the way,
1: everybody on this geriatric pregnancies, you're called, a, it's called a geriatric pregnancy at 35 years old.
0: That's which insane. is unbelievable. Yeah, we're still crazy. so very young, but I was even older than that. So I yeah. was 42. And um, so that- issues that women face after having a baby and pushing an eight pound baby through your vagina is that things stretch down there. You're more inclined to get issues like incontinence, which is accidental bladder leakage if you jump up and down or sneeze. And and so I went from having a baby at an old age to then quickly transitioning into menopause. And what happens when you transition to menopause is that you lose that uh, estrogen, which impacts things like uh, the lining of your vagina, the collagen elastin, and so things naturally become lax down there. So you have childbirth combined with tissue laxity, and things are kind of a mess down there. So my background is in what we call medical aesthetics, where I worked with all the latest in anti-aging technologies. So the things that we put on our face, lasers, lights, Botox, you name it, to help women uh, retain their youthful appearance. And so I literally had this aha moment one day. I'm like, well, wait a minute. If what happens up here is the same down there, just internally, so you don't see it, Why can't we use these same technologies that we're doing to tighten the skin, but apply it down there to, in essence, tighten everything back up so you don't have the same issues uh, or you don't have these issues where you incontinence or loose vagina, so to speak. And so fast forward. I teamed up with a very smart OBGYN and a scientist, and we created what is today the world's first and only home use device that uses red light therapy to tighten, rebuild collagen elastin and tighten everything up. And the benefit of it is that, you know, women don't pee their pants anymore and and sex is more pleasurable and you feel young and vibrant again.
1: So you can't just take a collagen supplement and call it a day?
0: No, no, it doesn't work like that. <laughs> right?
1: <laughs> Much to the chagrin of many people spending hundreds and hundreds of dollars, if not thousands, on collagen supplements. Yes
0: no and the other thing we discovered and this was actually after the fact so we had built this device we had started selling it the uh, the primary indication is you know for uh basically you know vaginal rejuvenation or tightening things up but what we discovered was the light therapy was also increasing blood flow which we know but we didn't at the time put two and two together right but when you increase blood flow in um vaginal tissue it helps things become more lubricated. And so what women were reporting back is the women that were experiencing dryness issues as a result of the drop in estrogen were all of a sudden very lubricated (laughs) and they didn't need to use a sex gel or sex lubricant. And even um, better is that some women that were on hormone replacement therapy for dryness were able to come off of that because the um, VFIT device was helping with um, dryness. So that's when we really started playing up our device, not just for women for incontinence issues, but also for dryness issues and uh, pain with uh, sex. So right. it's a two for one.
1: <laughs> right. So that's your biggest hero product in that. What is it called? Uh, VFIT. VFit, Okay. And that's the biggest hero product. That's where you started it. And then from there though, as we all know from menopause in general, there is a million different symptoms.
0: Oh yes. 34 identifiable symptoms related to menopause from hair loss to uh, skin dryness to uh, hot flashes. We, we often associate in fact menopause with hot flashes, right? We always right. talk, Oh, I have a hot flash. So what we did is we started looking at what are some alternative um, ways to treat these issues without having to go to hormone replacement therapy. And the reason is, is that um, HRT is still the gold standard. I don't want to discourage anybody. HRT is fabulous. But less than 15% of women are on hormone replacement therapy. And the reason women are not on it is... um, There is an elevated risk when you are in HRT if you have any uh, predeposition to cancers. So if you uh, could have, you know, breast cancer or uterine cancer or any um, cancer, then they don't want to put you on HRT because it increases your chances. Now, having said that, that's still a very low percentage of the population. Also, people are just, you know, why put something in your body you don't need to? So what we did is we designed products from um, topicals, so whether it's a serum that helps with dryness, that's all natural, uh, to cooling pads um, that help cool your skin. We have this amazing uh little disposable cooling pad that you just put on your uh, chest on your bra and no one can see it and it immediately cools you. So we did things like that to just help women alleviate these symptoms that they're dealing with. Um, and then recently about last year, we came up with an app that actually helps women track their symptoms and this app is becoming smarter and smarter as we gather more information. So the ultimate vision with the app is that we can actually start to get predictive on what you specifically may encounter in your menopause journey so that we can then provide you with lifestyle inputs or insights on how you can mitigate those getting those symptoms. So for example, Because women like you, we know that they have XYZ symptoms. So women like you often have hair loss, often have hot flashes, often have weight gain. So what then we're able to do with this app is make suggestions to you personally that will help. Improve your chances of not getting those uh, those issues in the future, or if you do, things to help you reduce the severity of those symptoms. So it's out now, but it's getting smarter and smarter as technology is evolving and AI comes into play, and we're just getting more knowledgeable about women's bodies and what they're going through. But as it stands right now, we have a ton a ton of data on women uh, that's helping us provide. I plans, insights um, to help women have a better quality of life as they go through menopause.
1: And so let's talk a little bit about what menopause really is, because a lot of people don't even know the definition and perimenopause, which when a lot of these things actually start happening um, and I tell my friends all the time, if your OB is is saying you're not in menopause yet or you're fine, fire them immediately if you're over 40. (laughs) Like exactly. that's ridiculous because if you you want to get ahead of these things and understand what your body is going through. could be so misconstrued and misunderstood. You could be taking pills for something that you don't even na- need to take them for or going on a diet, which will never help you lose weight that you've gained overnight because it has nothing to do with that. So because,
0: exactly.
1: you know, so, I mean, you've taught me a
0: lot oh my uh, so this is the biggest misconception is people associate menopause with old, oh, my mom's 70, she's in menopause or, but the truth is menopause, uh, the journey of menopause starts with what, what you just said called perimenopause. And that starts eight to 10 years before the actual act of menopause. And the definition of menopause is 12 months without your period. So once you hit that 12 month mark and you haven't had a period, you're officially now in menopause and you will be in menopause for life. It is a life. uh, I was going to say transition, but it's a life stage, just like puberty is a life stage, just like adolescence is a life stage menopause is a life stage. It's not a disease. It's a life stage. It means that your body has reduced the production of estrogen and estrogen is what we need to make babies. So when your body is saying you no longer can, you know, we're going to drop that estrogen so you can no longer make babies. And with that comes your uh, your period stop. So you don't have a period anymore. So menopause Twelve months without a period, you are now officially in menopause. But leading up to that is this eight to ten year window where you start to lose estrogen. So your the level of that estrogen is not the same, and so that's why older women have more difficulty conceiving because that number has dropped. In fact, when I you know, finally, I was lucky to get pregnant, but my estrogen was so low. They're like, "You have no shot in hell of ever having a baby, Collette." And then I surprised them, and I got pregnant. <laughs> but so that drops. So with that, when you're starting to lose that estrogen, you start to experience these these issues: weight gain, hor- um, night sweats, um, hot flash, fog. Right. Oh my gosh. Brain fog is my biggest issue. <laughs> so there's things that your body is going through. And what I commonly hear women say is, Oh, I, I'm not in menopause. I'm having a hard time sleeping, but I'm not in menopause. I'm like, no, you're in perimenopause. No, I'm not. I'm like, how old are you? Yeah. Uh, I'll be 47. I'm like, you were definitely in perimenopause because I know it's this I- weird thing where people just don't want to admit
1: it. And it's, right. and it's I get why, because it's been so looked down upon, but I'm sorry, a woman in her forties is midlife. It's not the end and it's great. And I I have so many friends who are, you know, oh, my OB says I'm not even close to menopause because I'm on my period. I'm like, oh my God, fire her.
0: fire her, Exactly. (laughs) And that's the key. So the average age that women actually hit menopause is 52, but perimenopause starts in your early forties and for some women, even in their thirties. So yeah. if you're having any of these symptoms, uh, you know, chances are you're going through um, a menopause and, and perimenopause, and, and you can check by having your hormones checked. That's yeah. a super easy test. It's a blood test. Uh, it will come back and tell you what your FSH levels are. And that's, I think there's companies even online that you can submit a sample and it's super mm-hmm. easy change whether you're in perimenopause or not that that doesn't change what the outcome is you're going through menopause so the best thing to do is start to deal with it huh. by getting on the right supplements um learning to uh you know weight gains a big issue of women and so yeah you can you can't eat the same like you did in your 50s as you did in your 20s so you're gonna have to adjust your diet you know some things like sleep I'm now function off six hours of sleep or before I needed nine hours. So you just have to make some life adjustments, but there's things you can do, you know, avoid caffeines after a certain hour, eat greener, healthier uh, foods. So, And that's what our app does is provide those insights to you to help you have what we call better quality of life. And right. And I and thank you so much for
1: like all of the misconceptions and, you know, and actually putting it out there. You know, it shouldn't be such a dirty word. This should be something society is like, you know, applauding, you know, that you've made it this far. And, you know, you no longer have to buy tampons, which is, you know, amazing. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Not having a period has been the best thing ever for me personally. So I, I couldn't be more pleased. Being in this stage of my life, I think the other thing, Jennifer, and I think you are an, an incredible example of this, um, is when you hit this stage of your life. There's a certain level of confidence, and we know who we are, mm-hmm. and we don't give a shit what other people think. Like, yes. there's just like, yeah, you either like me or you don't, and that's on you if you don't. But right. I am who I am. And there's just this level of uh, contentment that comes with I am who I am, and yeah. I'm okay with who I am, and and you just go about life being more empowered to do the things you want, and and um, kind of less I hate to say the word, but give a right, like I am, I am who I am, and I'm going to tackle the world because this is I know I'm on my you know my later chapters than i am you know in the book but um so i'm just gonna do what i want to do
1: exactly and without apology and yeah exactly um and without all the noise right um what i should be and shouldn't be doing and it's like yeah you get over the fact of like why would anybody tell me what i should be able to do when i know best for me you know So yeah, a hundred percent. Okay. So you start this company because you're like, there's a massive need. People aren't talking about it, but when you're talking about these things, like, how do you market it? There's so many things with like Facebook and whatever about like, you know, that you can't talk about certain things, which is ridiculous or words you can't use.
0: Jennifer, I am living this hell right now because Facebook has now shut us down again. I, uh, it was ridiculous. So for at the beginning of our company's journey, and we've been doing this for um, over five years now. So we are considered a pioneer in this space, we were talking about menopause before all these other, you know, celebrities and companies were talking about menopause, we were in menopause. And so we were dealing with the challenges that these social platforms uh, put upon us. Um, so for instance, if you're a man, And Or if you're a a male founder and you have a male, or I guess you could be a female founder, but you have a male health-focused company that deals with sexual health issues or the penis, you have no problem advertising on Facebook, talking about it on Facebook or Instagram or even Amazon or any of these major companies because, well, men need to have a hard penis in order to procreate. So yeah. that's all about family planning. And fa- as a society, we accept family planning because that's what makes our the world keep going. Well, the converse of that is that women, God forbid, that they have a, a enjoyment with sex or um, because that's not considered the same; it's considered pornographic. So we can't talk about the vagina the same way we could talk about the penis. Because these companies said, "Well, anybody that says the word vagina, it must be pornographic. So it must be rated R. So let's we can't even discuss it." So for the first four years of my company's existence, we had to be really cheeky about our products. Like, right. well, buy the device because it may help you down there. Right. <laughs> like, what does that mean, women would be on the Facebook going, what exactly does this product do? And so that's a disservice to women, right? Because if you can't be uh, really clear on your value proposition, it's, you know, you're not helping women because then they're, they don't know what, you know, that they need the product and you know how to get the product. So fast forward to literally October of last year, Facebook comes out with this major announcement saying, we realize women's sexual health and women health-oriented products for sensitive body parts is an important part of life and health Oh, yay. Thank you. Yay, we, we embrace it. So going forward, we're going to allow companies that talk about sensitive health-related issues for women, menopause being one, they specifically called out menopause, We're going to let them advertise. So we got all excited and we started being a little more bold in our advertising. And then three weeks we get shut down and we can't advertise. So we went from advertising for five years and building a great business to now we can't advertise. At all? At all. At all. So So what happened? we don't know. And you cannot get a human being at Facebook to talk to you because everything is algorithm. And so, I mean, we are literally like going to, now we're lobbying. Now we're going to our senators. The uh, In fact, Hillary Clinton last year did a post about this. So We know this is important to women. And um, so we're trying to lobby to get someone to listen to us because we can't, you know, as a business, I can't sustain a business if I can't advertise, right? Like how do people learn about our products? Is this happening to all the menopause companies? It is happening. We're not alone. So it is happening to others. I think it hurt us because we are one of the largest menopause companies. So maybe you have someone that um, is advertising that's in this category, but they don't have the level of eyeballs or awareness on them yet. So they're not a target or, but we were, we were advertising a lot. We were spending a lot of money on Facebook, building our brand and our business. So now we're shut off. So, um, we're being creative and get the word out there, but it's tough because this shouldn't be taboo. Women should have equal rights with men in terms of our bodies, in terms of how we talk about our bodies. A vagina is really no difference than, different than a penis. So why is society looking at it differently? Because it you're not,
1: not childbearing anymore. Who cares if you have sex? Or who cares if you have any issues with it, right? But
0: the irony is... If you have erectile dysfunction, guess what age you are? You 20-year-old know, men, 30-year-old yeah. don't have ED. It's the 60, the 70-year-old men that have ED, and they're well beyond childbearing ages. Let's go. Well, so. Oh, well, no, they
1: still have kids. But you know what never gets talked about is it's their sperm that usually causes a lot more issues, disease, genetic yeah. issues, et cetera, because it's yeah. old.
0: Right. Right. So it's such an archaic policy that these uh, brands and and not shocking, Jennifer, but who runs these companies? Men. Yeah. 20, 30 year old men.
1: Right. Who don't care about that. But and and the irony, too, is like Facebook is literally for older population. It's not for 20 to 30 year olds. I don't Mm -hmm. I never got a, a personal Facebook account. Like, right. you know, it was like yeah, beyond my, it was too old for me by the time it came out.
0: Right. It's the Facebook is for the, our target. It's for the, the women that are on Facebook are in our target. So this would serve them well to learn about products. It's just not our company. It's all products related to menopause or our sexual health or vaginal health for them. That's where they should be learning about it. it's on Facebook. And now Facebook's not letting us educate women so it's gotta tell you I to it's, start a
1: campaign on this everyone listening we need to start a campaign
0: right it's you know I thought I bought <laughs> this four years ago I thought we had done well I thought their announcement in October was a huge step forward and and now we've taken a massive step back and is no one writing about this in the news nothing yes and That we did. We were lobbying. We literally, we created a lobbying group for this. And that's when in October, Facebook came out and said, okay, we're reversing our policy. But they didn't. It's all this. And they're doing this to silence us, I guess, or uh, appease us, but they haven't changed actually the policy. They haven't enacted the software changes or the algorithm changes needed to then allow these companies like us to advertise. And so, trust me, I'm the the gloves are coming off here shortly. And I'm if we don't see something happening soon, we're going to make a big noise. Good. I
1: would think there'd be a lot of female journalists that want to write about this. Yes. It's so ridiculous. All right, so you have this massive Facebook issue. We're gonna start a revolution around it, yeah. <laughs> as it should be. So, but tell us like when you were starting the company and raising money, like what was that like too? And in convincing oh. investors that this is an issue that needed to be discussed.
0: Oh my gosh. I have to tell you a story, Jennifer. The very first time I went to pitch a group of men, and I walk into the room, and there's about six white, gray-haired men sitting around people, just stone-faced, looking at me like, and I'm like, hi, I'm here to talk about vaginas. And they went from white to red. And I knew I lost them. I was like, okay, that's not the approach I have to take with these men. So I quickly changed my pitch to really focus on what investors care most about, which is how massive the market is and how much money they can make and how they'll, you know, get their money back. And so I really focused, I kind of stopped talking about the issues and started talking about the market size and how many women and what women are spending today to deal with these issues. And that's when it started to change. So I was able to Raise a lot of capital. I mean, uh, for a company, for anybody, for uh, any startup, I've raised a considerable amount. And being a female, you're always at a disadvantage because True. men, just in men, uh, women CEOs get 2% of the VC funding pool. So 2%, 98% mm-hmm. goes to men. So you take that 2% and then add on the top uh, on the fact that I'm talking about a taboo subject and it's, you know, really low. But having said that, I was able to raise enough capital to take us to where we are today. Now, since then, what's happened in the um, environment is this whole menopause has become a trending opportunity. And so in the investment world, you now actually see investors saying, ooh, menopause, that is something that we should look at. So I have more and more people that come to me today that say, oh, we're as a fund, as investors, we're looking at this space. Tell us about you. Now, Nine and a half out of ten times, I'm already too far for them. So these these investors want to invest in menopause, but they want to do so at what we call an early stage investment. Yeah, I'm no later stage. So I need the investors that are later stage investors to say, "Oh, menopause looks interesting." So yeah, I'm I'm out there. I'm starting to raise again, and hopefully, um, you know, people see the traction we've done and are impressed. Having said that, things like Facebook shining you Yeah, <laughs> help. not helpful. And so
1: like for people who are listening that are investors, because we have a lot of investors that listen to this, what stage are you raising? What is it?
0: It would be my series B. And um, the intent here is to raise enough to take us to a real successful exit. We were... Um, I got very exciting news. Is when you know when you're a startup and you're looking at you know people are investing in you. They want to know how they're going to make their money back. Is who? What's our possible exit strategy? And you look at who are the big companies out there that are interested in this space. And we're seeing a lot more activity with the big players. The the P and Gs, the J and Js, the those big brands are starting yeah. to really say, okay, what's menopause? And, and how can we play in that? And so we do have, we just formed a strategic alliance with one of the largest global feminine um, products company called Essity. They're based in um, Sweden, and their business is primarily outside of the United States. Um, They don't, the US is not as big of a market for them as the rest of the world. Like their number uh, number one in Latin America, number three in Europe, I think, in terms of feminine care products like incontinence pads and period care. So they're a big brand, but we just did a strategic alliance with them to sell our products through their channels in amazing Europe Latin America. So it's a huge, huge win for us. It's still very early stages, but those are the type of partnerships and opportunities that Will hopefully take us to the next level, and we don't need the Facebooks of the world because we have, you know, big partnerships.
1: Right. Um, I love that. Congrats. I mean, so, you know, we'll get the word out there one way or another, but it's so important because there's so many things. I remember I had a frozen shoulder, like, I want to say, like a few years ago, right before COVID, and I kept getting sent to like, You know, someone a sports doctor, oh, you have an inflamed, whatever, you know, what is
0: this? Uh,
1: Rotator cuff. Do PT for six weeks. And I was like, I don't know. Okay. You know, try to do it. Nothing happens. Nothing. And then I I was like, there is something else going on. And I was like, frozen shoulder women, like, look it up. A woman had just done an article about how frozen shoulder is a symptom of perimenopause, comes Mm -hmm. out of nowhere. And there's a doctor in the hospital for special surgery up on the Upper East Side, Vijay Vad. And he was experimenting with just putting a saline solution basically in that area. And literally the next day was totally fine. Like
0: Unbelievable. instead of that? six
1: weeks of physical therapy, like that did nothing going back and forth to doctors x-rays and it was like all anyone needed to say is peri- like a frozen shoulder is could be perimenopause. It's just like all of a sudden, like the like something just freezes, like there's not enough lubricant in your in your rotator cup, whatever, done. And it happens in perimenopause. That's, That's when crazy. it happens I
0: got offline. I got to follow up with you on that doctor because I'm experiencing yeah.
1: so and, and he's amazing. And so it's like, well, if somebody would have. You know, we would have just known these things, or talk about them, or have a place to like, you know, say all the different symptoms instead of being treated like Western medicine. That, as you said, of doctors who know of, who should know of menopause, which are OBs. I mean, we're well, gynecologists, actually. Yeah. Only ten percent of them have been trained.
0: Yeah, it's bad. It's bad. But, you know, Jennifer, one of the things that, you know, as a company, and I know this podcast you liked, uh, you know, we're focused on, you know, entrepreneurs and whatnot is one of the things that we are doing to help build this audience is we have just acquired another brand called Mommy Matters. And it's a brand for postpartum care, but one of the reasons we did it, it's very strategic because we want to start educating the younger women, the 20 year olds, you know, that the ones, the 30 year olds that are predominantly having the babies, we want to start taking them through all of these life journeys so that when they're in that uh, baby making age, We start to prepare them for what comes next and menopause Mm -hmm. is what's next. But if we could start talking to them about it early on, by the time they're my age or older, menopause is even going to be a thing anymore. It's not going to be like this taboo, scary thing. They're like, oh yeah, it's just part of, you know, that stage of my life. That's one of the things that we're doing to help just educate women is just start them younger with products that resonate to them at that life stage and then start educating them and, and moving them through the, uh, the women's health funnel, so to speak. Exactly. So like, it becomes clear. It's like
1: you're just as valuable whether or not you're having babies or able to make them. So it's
0: like Thanks. so crazy.
1: And just briefly, cause I know what mommy matters. I know the product it does. So just briefly tell us what that is, which is another game changing product.
0: Yeah, so kind of the same uh, aha moment when we we had the device for internally, uh, for inside the vagina, we discovered that red light therapy is an excellent technology for wound healing. And so lo and behold, when women have vaginal births, um, they tear. In fact, nine out of 10 women tear. That's a wound to the perineum. You're, You're... from your vagina down all the way to your other hole. <laughs> it tears open. It's a wound. It's exposing your uh, mu- uh, your tissue. So we designed a device that's worn specifically right after uh, vaginal birth. It sits nicely in your underwear. It's a pad that emits light therapy. And we've done our first clinical study. And within two weeks, 100% of women... Were healed compared to the um, control group, which is just normal standard of care. Only thirty percent of women were healed. So the idea is, if we can heal you quicker and better, you have less chances of significant issues in the future, such as incontinence, right? Sex and things are put back together, and you're back to your pre-baby body sooner and in a healthier way. And there's nothing on the market like this. Um, We're the first and we're launching in April and we're doing another clinical trial right now and it's looking great. So we're so excited to bring that product to market under the Mommy Matters umbrella. Today, Mommy Matters has other amazing products. So we have underwear that have cooling Packs in them to cool that area after birth. We have, they're basically like period underwear, so they absorb all the lovely stuff that comes out yeah. after birth. We have body creams, we have belly bands, we you name it. Um, we've designed products that help women postpartum to deal with getting their body back to the pre-baby uh, uh, phase, and it's important. Self-care right. is really, really important ladies. Any message comes from this podcast is take yeah. yourself down there. <laughs> Amazing. one stop shop. All mm-hmm. right.
1: Well, this is all incredible. And as you know, though, I always ask, and, you know, we could talk forever about all this stuff, but I always ask one question at the very end, because it's always interesting to me what women have to say about it. And that is, what is one, what, the worst advice you've ever received?
0: Uh, oh, my gosh. I, I, where do we begin? though yeah. um, so that was literally changed my life. Now, I guess Joylix is a result of this. So I can't I maybe I can change the way I view it. But it still kind of pisses me off. Yeah, is um, I developed the first chain of advanced skincare clinics before the term medical spas had become a thing. Now, everyone has a medical spa and there's chains. And I We hit a rough spot. It was the 2008 uh, financial crisis, access to capital, everything was difficult. And I was really struggling. The core business was thriving, but just how you manage that and grow, it was difficult. And so some man said, you got to throw in the towel, you got to sell now before things get ugly, uglier. (laughs) And I did. And God damn it, I'm that company is now worth $400 million. <laughs> so oh my
1: God.
0: And I was the pioneer. I built that. I built yeah. the whole process, the concept, how you treat women. The Yeah. And I sold too early. So I guess the moral of that story, it's what ultimately led me to JoyLex. So I'm very happy about that. But the moral of that story is when things get tough, trust your gut, trust your yes. gut seats we we as founders are doing this because it's coming from a place of passion and commitment and and yes times get tough that's inevitable but women as women we don't throw in the towel that easily so don't throw in the towel keep going
1: I love it that's a good one that's a great story. All right. If everybody wants to find you, since Facebook won't advertise, how do they do it?
0: Exactly. Uh, Joylux.com. So it's J-O-Y-L-U-X.com. And uh, all I can say is like, we are really super uh, committed to improving women's lives. Um, And if you have any questions, even if it's it, you know, something that we can't help you with, we will tell you where to get help because you should not be alone in this journey of menopause and now motherhood. So Mommy Matters is M-O-M-M-Y-M-A-T-T-E-R-S.com, MommyMatters.com. So call us, email us, whether you're having a baby or in perimenopause or postmenopause, if you have an issue, we want to help. And if it's not something we can do, we will tell you where to get the help you need.
1: I love it. Thank you so much. And to everyone listening to this, I'm sure you learned a lot. And uh, let's all, you know, that's all boycott Facebook. Yeah. (laughs) Which would be fine for me. Um, Twitter first, Facebook next, you know. Anyway, thank you so much for listening to this episode. Thank you so much for coming on, Collette. And until next time, I'm Jennifer Justice. Thanks for listening to Taking Care of Lady Business.